You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 119. Thomas Miller back with you. This is kind of a three-pack we're doing around this weekend in July 2017 of the new moon talking about creating. So I thought putting information in your hands about money would be a good thing. And also putting information in your hands of how you can get into a more meditative state. In fact, that's a really good way to bring in new and full moons is in that kind of state where your thoughts are not as dominant and running as normal. So I started this coaching program, as you know, from previous podcasts, and the number one issue was money. We addressed that in the last podcast. The number two issue that almost everybody has said is that they have constantly running thoughts all day long, like they can't turn them off and can't listen to an intuitive voice coming from deep inside. And that's not an uncommon problem. It certainly is one that I struggled with, and as you know from the story here, lived almost 50 years just completely driven by that mind chatter. We call it the world self. Fred calls it the world self in his books, the ego, the ego self. The world self coinage comes from basically that's the self that we project out and live in the world with. But that part of us is not directly connected to divine source to God, to the universe, to higher power. Our intuition is. Problem is, we put the world self, the ego, that chatterbox mind going, what is science says that it speaks about 60 or 70,000 different thoughts a day coming from our ego self. So it's the alpha in the relationship. It's the one that you would say controls or dominates the conversation. And with that, intuition will just simply disappear. So when people say they can't hear it, yeah, it's because the conscious mind is just dominating the conversation and that little still small intuitive voice says, okay, never mind, and just goes away. So I wanted to ask my friend Giovanni Densman. Now you remember him back from podcast number 109. His website is called liveanddare.com. Giovanni meditates for about two hours every morning. So I figured this is the guy that we need to ask how to turn down our mind because he does it for a long time every day. So we're going to talk to Giovanni for just a few minutes, and then I'll come back with some follow-up thoughts afterwards. Here's Giovanni Densman. Giovanni, welcome back to Subconscious Mind Mastery. It is great to have you back on the podcast again. Thank you very much, Thomas. It's a pleasure to be here. And we have a real specific question that came from this coaching program that I've been doing with podcast listeners here, where something surfaced that I thought the best guy in the world to address this would be you. And that is when listeners are saying, or, or these coaching students are saying, that they can't calm their mind to be able to hear into the voice of intuition. Now, for somebody who meditates up to two hours or more a day, I thought you would be the guy to help us with this answer. Mm -hmm. How do people turn off the chatter, the, the gazillions of thoughts that occupy the mind when we try to meditate? Yeah. Um, first of all, it's not an easy task, and don't expect to have an immediate result with that. You see, during our whole lives, what we are doing during our whole waking time is to think and to think and to think 
we are training our mind to go after every single thought that crosses our brain, right? So that is how we have habituated our mind, our consciousness to function for a very, very long time. And now we are trying to do something opposite. Now we are trying to teach our mind to be able to ignore all of that noise, to calm down that noise, and then to hear a voice that is more subtle, that is more quiet, and that is easily um, overwhelmed or overflown by all of those noisy thoughts in the surface. Right? So the metaphor, it's a little bit like there is this gem at the bottom of the lake, but the lake is so dirty and it's so agitated that you cannot even see the gem, much less grab it. And what we do with meditation is we first allow the waves, the ripples of the lake to calm down, and then the, all the dirt will also settle down, and then we can see the gem. Okay, so that's the, that's the understanding about why it is hard and what we are trying to achieve. As to the how, how to calm the mind, how to calm all of those thoughts. Meditation gives you an object, a tool, an anchor that you can hold your attention to. So rather than trying to empty your mind, you're trying to make your mind 100% engaged with a single object. And that object could be your breath, it could be a mantra, it could be a chakra in the body, it could be a feeling like the loving-kindness meditation. The object itself is secondary. The process is always the same. During meditation, moment after moment, we are keeping the mind engaged on a single point. And the moment we do that, the more we are able to do that to kind of redirect all the bandwidth of our attention of our attention to that one point, then our attention kind of lets go of all that noise, of all those stray thoughts. And after a time, you see like, wait, wait a second, I'm just with this object now. My mind is quiet. Right? So that's, that's the process. It's, you don't try to reject the thinking because it's overwhelming and that only creates tension in the mind. You rather redirect all your attention to a single point, moment after moment. And if you do this for long enough, you will see that the other thoughts have disappeared. Now, I know when we talked the first time on the previous podcast that you told us that you obviously didn't start meditating two hours a day. You walked in up to that level. Mm -hmm. Is that something, is that another point, too, of consideration? Like how, if somebody is just so consumed by those thoughts, how, what short of period of time would you suggest them starting with? Where's the starting point? Hmm. Well, I'll start by saying that it's not needed for everyone to meditate two hours per day. It depends on what they want to achieve. It depends on the role they want meditation to have in their lives. Um, coming back to the question of the starting point, I would say that if you don't have much discipline, if you don't have much time, if you don't have much patience or motivation, start with five minutes. Even five minutes is enough. And then when you get the habit going, like one or two weeks you're doing for five minutes, then start increasing one minute every week until you arrive at, let's say, 20 minutes, right? So like this, you start with something that is, that is easy enough for you to do. Five minutes, there's no excuse not to sit for five minutes. You always have time for five minutes, even if you sleep five minutes less, right? Um, that's why I like to say start small and grow gradually. Don't overstretch your motivation. 
you don't want to end the meditation session thinking like, ah, thank God it's finished. No, you want to end, feel like, ah, I wanted to stay more in meditation. Right? So like this, your, your thirst for the practice, your appreciation for the practice will grow by time. And another thing that is important is to try, from the very beginning, try to integrate the meditation into your daily life. And one way to do this is to have many meditation moments during your day. One way to achieve that would be to put a, an alarm on your phone that every two hours, or on your Fitbit if you wear one, or something that reminds you every one or two hours to just pause for 30 seconds and take three deep breaths. Right. So what you're doing, you are, you are preventing the mind from going to such a speed where it's just spinning, 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 and there's no pause. You are integrating many pauses during your day. So when you sit to meditate, your, your mind is, is more prepared to go into that silence. Then one thing helps the other. Your pauses in the, during the day will help your meditation, and your meditation will help you um, enjoy and integrate those pauses during the day as well. And all of this will help you have more control of your mind and make it less noisy. Excellent. What are your thoughts, too, on walking or active meditations, like riding a bike or doing a hike or something where you're, you could be undistracted, but you're doing something physical? I wouldn't exactly call these activities meditation. I would say that there is a meditative way to go about anything in life. And you can just ride a bike or you can ride a bike thinking of a thousand things and stressed about what you're going to have to do next. Or you can ride the bike with a purposeful intention to pay attention to the landscape, to your body, to your breath, and to enjoy the moment. So that would be a more meditative way of riding a bike. And I'd say by all means, we should try to integrate meditation in all our activities. And the, the activities that are more physical and mechanical like riding a bike, like washing the dishes, um, vacuuming home, whatever, these are easier to integrate. Later on, activities that are more kind of mental when they go on the, on the side of the emotions, like having a conversation or working in front of the computer, these things are more challenging and they come by time. But again, it's a matter of um, first setting up your formal meditation practice, those 5 to 20 minutes per day, and then the skills that you learn during that practice, you'll be able to apply to other activities and make them more mindful as well you've created a meditation course comes in two parts basically the intro level and then the advanced level how does that I, and by the way i've had people who are in the coaching program mention that they have purchased the course and how much it has truly helped them hmm. how have you how have you designed the course to be able to help people on this meditative journey okay that's a great question well the beginner's course the main purpose of that course is to make people meditate every day and to help them have an easy way into meditation. So that was my philosophy behind every lesson, behind every meditation of the course. It's designed so that you cannot fail. It's easy for you to start. It's easy for you to grow into it. It's easy for you to continue. And you will experience five different meditations along the way. And I'm there always in the private forum answering questions. So people find it very easy to build a solid meditation habit through that course. I've had people telling me that they, were, they tried meditation for a very long time. They could only practice on and off 
and then through the course, through following that methodology, they were able to really create a, a daily habit. And even after the course is finished, they still continue the daily habit for a very long time. So that's the, the philosophy of the beginner's course. Now, the intermediate's course, um, it's a little bit different. The idea is that a person already has a solid daily meditation practice. He's already practicing 15 to 20 minutes, and he wants to explore different ways of meditating. So in that course, in the intermediate one, I explore 10 different methods of meditation with the idea that by experiencing all of these in a period of 40 days, at the end you will know better which style is best suited for your unique needs and personality. So not only are there methods and ways that we can address this, but there are tools to help as well. That's right. Giovanni, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for shedding light on this, and I really hope people that will will take what you've said to practice and start to implement, start slow, walk along the path, but use these techniques. Great information. Thank you. Not a problem. I hope this, this quick interview helps your readers to, your listeners to get more inspired to try and to integrate meditation into their life. Thank you very much. So that is some very good information, plus a resource. I'm going to tell you of another resource here in just a minute, but the one thing I would underscore is that this is a process, and this does take time. I completely agree on that point. One of the things that might help you as you think about turning down the thoughts is to ask yourself what you're committed to or what your commitment is. In other words, are you committed to having your ego self drive your life? If you are, then there's probably not much change that's going to be had. But if you are committed to having higher source, God, the universe, steering your ship or directing your life, you know, <laughs> sorry, but I'm going to choose B every time because, look, I screwed up my life enough from living from the ego for all those years, plus dragging in the past and the karma and the past programming and everything. So experientially, I've done far better since I let intuition drive. Now, look, I mean, I'm human. I still have my moments. I still deal with stuff. I still do clearing. I still have things come up. It's We're always peeling the onion until we breathe our last. But I'll tell you, after letting intuition drive, I'm much farther along and much in much better shape and in a far better place personally than I ever was before. So would I go back to allowing that ego self to drive all the time? Heck no. So my commitment is to allow intuition to speak, invite it to speak, and then my commitment is to do what it says without argument. So the conscious mind becomes the executor of intuition's instructions. Does that make sense? You're listening for intuition. When intuition speaks, you don't argue with it. You don't process it through the filter of the ego self, the ego mind, and you just do what it says. So that's where the conscious mind can get busy, setting intentions and then setting the to-do list, getting in action around what intuition has said to do. And I've found in that commitment, the universe delivers, sometimes subtly, Sometimes you're looking for synchronicities. Sometimes you're looking for little signs. And sometimes big things happen. So taking Giovanni's advice into consideration. And look, I would say try small segments of time. 
get a buy-in from your conscious mind, ask if, if it is willing to allow intuition to speak, and if it is willing to do what it says. Get your conscious mind to agree to that. And then try for, heck, 30 seconds or a minute, some small amount of time, and then work your way up, even if you have to work your way up to five minutes. I've told you about this uh, from past podcasts. On the hiking trail, I would ask conscious mind, are you willing to be quiet enough to just get up to that pine tree up there, pointing somewhere up the, up the trail and saying, would you just be quiet that long? Well, what happened is the more I started to get the intuitive messages and the more I just did them, then it became so obvious that that was working out for me favorably every time that then it became just a conscious choice to say, yes, let's follow that voice gladly. And this whole process has been what we've been working through in the coaching program to get you there faster and more efficiently. So it does, in this case, help to work with someone one-on-one to advance this process. Now, I want to give you a couple of other resources. So we've already mentioned Giovanni's course. You can find that on subconsciousmindmastery.com and go to this podcast, podcast number 119. That will take you straight to the course. It is an affiliate link, so if you're going to do this, I'd appreciate it if you do it from there. The second resource I would give you is the audiobook Intuition Training. That was a book that I recorded for Fred that talks exclusively for, I think it's almost 10 hours of material on this very topic, how to hear, listen, and follow your intuition. And then if you really want to kick it up and put some octane in it and move faster and have some coaching from me, then you can join the coaching program. And again, that's back on the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com. Giovanni, thank you for stopping back in to help us with this topic, and I hope that this three-pack around the moon has helped you as well. Thank you so much for listening to this one. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy your journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.